Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Tonight we take our look at the weekend's headlines. Damo Parkinson looks back on an historic first night at the Sports Village for Newark Town. We finally catch up with the Twins and we talk cricket with our man in Devon. But first, let's have a look at those headlines. Lionel Messi was shown only his second red card of his career as Argentina beat Chile 2-1 in the hot-tempered Copa America third-place playoff. The Barcelona forward had provided assists for Sergio Aguero's opener before the score was 2-0, but then Messi was shown a red card with a clash for Gary Medel, which also saw the Chile player dismissed. A relieved Chris Froome says he will be following the Tour de France from his bedside after returning home to start a recovery after that crash that left him seriously injured. 34-year-old Froome broke his neck, his femur, elbow, hip and ribs in the accident on June the 12th. It's a huge disappointment not to be at the tour, but I'm relieved to be finally out of hospital and at home. I'll be following the action from my bed, he says, so let's make it a good one. I actually think he should be relieved to be still alive after that. The future of the British Grand Prix has been secured for the next five years with a new agreement between Formula One and Silverstone. The weekend's event was due, was due to be the last one ever at Silverstone as the contract ended and it was too expensive to renew. But after two years in negotiations, Silverstone and the F1 bosses have signed a new deal until 2024. Formula One chairman Chase Carney described the race at Silverstone as an integral part of the future of the sport. League One side Doncaster Rovers have appointed former West Brom manager Darren Moore as their new manager. Moore, who had been out of work since being sacked by the Baggies in March when they was fourth in the Championship. The former Doncaster centre-back replaces Grant McCann, who left Rovers for Hull City last month after a year in charge at the Keep Moat Stadium. And a Notts County update. There was anger at a meeting of staff and players today at Meadow Lane, directed at owner Alan Hardy. We understand that Hardy walked out of the meeting after being quizzed about when the staff and the players would finally get paid. And a Newcastle update, believe it or not. A compensation package looks to be sorted and Steve Bruce is going to be the next manager of the tune. Rafa Benitez out, Steve Bruce in. I bet you're glad you're not a Geordie, aren't you? You really must be. No, Tony, tonight he's de- he's deserted me in my in my hour of need. But we've got lots and lots of people to come on to talk about, to talk football, to talk cricket, and to talk athletics. Two matches last night. One we're going to talk about with Damo Parkinson in a couple of minutes' time. The other was at Curtin, where Matthew Wade's taken over as manager, and we're going to try and catch up with Matt Wade sometime next week. Um, they won their first pre-season friendly 1-0. From what I'm reliably informed, 
was a volley with his left foot from the edge of the box and already a goal of the season contender. The goal scorer is Ricky O'Connell and the person that reliably informed me it's going to be a goal of the season contender. You've guessed it, Ricky O'Connell. Radio Newark, the home of Newark Sport. Monday to Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. with Mick and Tony. Newark, the home of Newark Sport. Missed one of our shows? Don't forget you can check out the podcasts and get the very latest sports news daily on our website at radionewark.co.uk. The man with the biggest smile on his face last night, well, no, probably the man with the second biggest smile, because the gatekeeper had probably the biggest smile, um, was the new Newark Town manager, or new from last season, Damo Parkinson, new to the Sports Village. With a prestige-friendly to start the ball rolling, he used his uh, his knowledge and uh, had a quiet word with a few of his friends and got no less step four club Lincoln United to come over and christen the ground. And Damo, forget the fact that you lost 3-2 because that's totally irrelevant. I don't think you could have had a better night. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I've I seen the poster, uh, the the picture you put up with the post about us being on the show, and I was a bit disappointed, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I know, I know, it was brilliant and it was a um, good start, but actually, I know it don't really matter. I think we deserved to probably beat them, to be honest. I was talking to a Lincoln United fan. Obviously, I missed the first twenty minutes, and he says, "Well, actually." You had four. Newark had four clear-cut chances in, in in those twenty minutes, and, and they they should have have taken the lead. And and then he, he he went on to say that if that's Newark Town for this season, you're in for a very very good season. Yeah, and I mean, it was brilliant being back in Newark. There were two hundred and twenty watching, which is fantastic. You know, that'll be the the biggest game for a while. Fantastic friendly. They they're a very good side. Steve Algen Jarmer experienced players, managers at Conference Prem. Um, but we've gone about our business as we have, so the, the talk instantly before the game, this is the start. I'm trying to win the league this year. Um, I think we've got the quality, but exactly as I said to you, week in, week out last year, how hard are you going to work? How determined are you? How disciplined are you? Well, let's just try and analyse it a little bit, because what it boils down to last night is you're playing a club that's three divisions higher than you. It's just, you know, it really is as simple as that. You would expect them to be sharper on the ball. You would expect to have better vision, and you would expect that to be a little bit more clinical in front of goal. I think there was certainly clinical in front of goal when they got when they got the chances. But the fact that you limited them very much in the chances, um, I don't think they played any better football than Newark. To be honest, I thought Newark tried and succeeded for the main part to play football. Demo, have I lost you, Demo? 
We seem to have lost Damo. Hello? Ah, you're back. Hello, yeah, mate. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, I sorry. don't, don't know how much of that you got. I was just saying Yeah, that... no, I got it. Yeah. Um, we, we said when we took over, uh, last year was about getting points on the board. Um, it was about winning games, getting as high up the table as possible, um, and getting points. And actually, the style that we played wasn't my preferred style, but it suited the players we had and the position we was in. So it worked really, really hard. We want to try and play football. Um, so we brought some players in that are comfortable on the ball and that's what we're going to do and at half time you know we, we were 3-1 we were down and one or two of the lads said they've changed their shape to counter us because we're playing really good football shall we do this shall we do that and we said no, this is a bigger picture we can limit the score and try and get a comfortable score here but sacrifice that first game of the season which we're not willing to do so we, we, we stayed as we were and carried on trying to play which is what we'll do week in week out so I'm really, really, really pleased. Okay, let me have a um, look at some of the the names that was out there, can we? Because obviously it is pre-season and everybody's seeing where they want to go. Um, first one I'll need to start off with was Steve Carty. Unbelievable. And if you're going to get Steve Carty to play for you every single week of this season, mate, you stand the chance of winning that league because you can build a team around him. I, I 100% agree what you're saying. Um, 100%. I spoke to a couple of players today that messed me after last night. And I think the most pleasing thing, Steve, Steve Cart is unbelievable. He, he, he's an outstanding footballer, he's comfortable, he's confident on the ball, he's played higher, he's disciplined. But actually, there were five, six, seven on the pitch <laughs> that, that can win you a game, not just Steve Carty. Yes, true. Which is the, the, most, the most pleasing part for us. Um, but yeah, Steve, Steve's fantastic. Um. Absolutely fantastic player. He, 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 he most certainly has, and he, 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 it's, um, he would look comfortable in step four, to be quite honest. Um, yes. Who was your captain? Steve Carty, first off. Right. Steve Carty, first off. Um, obviously, it's a bit early. We, we've been back in three weeks. Because um, you did change that around a bit, didn't you? Yeah, after that, I think Fulch got it when right. we made all the subs, to be honest. But um, that, that was irrelevant, to be honest. Because, again, we've got five, six, seven, eight characters that have played better standard of football. They're big characters. And I think we, we've made it very clear that we want it to be a really tight group that look after each other, work hard for each other, fight for each other. Um, so, yeah, Steve got it um, initially, but we've not really decided too much what we're doing with that, to be honest. Louis Chambers, he looked back to the form that I knew him from a few seasons ago when he when he was hungry and wanted it yeah well I had him uh, as you know when I was at Lincoln Orleans six seven years ago and he was only 18 19 and he, he was incredible and one or two have seen him on Sunday same with lads like Brad Wells from out of town oh, I don't think he's that good and I think it's a completely different animal when you're playing Saturday football and you're 100% motivated and driven. Yeah. And it's the competition that motivates you rather than... No, no, you're right. ...being one 9-0. So I think yeah. the same with, same with Brad Wells. Very, very good footballers. And people's opinions aren't based on seeing him at the best. Um, Lewis is incredible. And I think this year he's 100% driven and motivated. Um... I think he'll limit his Sundays to be We're not stopping anyone playing Sundays. It should be about having a laugh and, you know, getting perhaps a few days on Saturday. But it's got to be in the right order, though, Damo, hasn't it? Because for too long in this town, it's been in the wrong order. 
Yeah, we, we've made that clear, do you know what I mean? We, we want them fit and healthy for Saturday, but I'm not going to be one that, after they've come Saturday and they've come and had a couple of drinks after the game with people that are watched, if they want to get up and play on Sunday, that's fine. Um, but I think one or two are thinking, I want to take it really, really seriously. I want to have a good go, and I want to play step four, step three, if I can. Um, and last night, he's terrorised two footballers that have played in conference prem yeah and he did as well they couldn't touch him um <laughs> Callum Barnes Alex Ailes um I'm told they're also um having a go with Harabi have, 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 have we got to a decision yet because this is the time of the year when quite rightly players it's players choice time isn't it yeah 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 we, we've not had Callum Barnes in with us at all to be honest he's not been but Alex Ailes another very very good footballer um, and he's doing at the minute it's up to him um, there's a lot of players I want them all to play at the highest level yes um, all of them so I'll not be offended if anyone goes anywhere else but he's, um, he, he, so he, he looked he looked comfortable last night didn't he he, he, he just yeah, seemed so to be did, enjoying so did the other 18 lads to be honest well, it yeah. must have been nice to that's, play that's your next problem isn't it <laughs> yeah, it, it, we'll see how we're going, Mick. Obviously, it's early days. We, we've had some nights 40 training. Um, we'll see. Not all of them are going to be available every week. Some are going to be injured. Some are going to be on holiday. Some are going to be with family. You know, there's, there's more important things of football. You know, as much as I'd like the best 18 players to be available every week, there's some things more important. Of course, there is. In, in the last, in, and, and I've you, lived in the last six months. Um, yeah. So it's nature of the beast but yeah it's a nice a nice headache to have and then that's going to test me Joyno Parsons Muno and, and the physio lads that's going to test us isn't it and how good are we in terms of looking after a group and keeping everyone happy I thought I did very well to get the dream team into one photo <laughs> we all looked miserable didn't we you did all look miserable to be honest <laughs> yes and I really Parsons, don't know why no, he, he looked tired he, he's got an excuse obviously congratulations uh, to him and his partner who had a daughter oh lovely um, at, at half past twelve the night before and because visiting she said go go and get to football um, quite right too yeah so he's got an excuse for looking like that but yeah. we look miserable <laughs> <laughs> um, and finally um, we started with 220 um, I think you'd have settled for that I, I had to walk around talk to as many people as I possibly could and uh, I don't think I picked up a bad word about the facilities or about um, about the performance, the way it was all, all set up, uh, and Newark Town itself. So I think you can be very, I think Newark Town and yourself, Damon, can be can be very proud. But you've set a standard now. Exactly what we've said. Obviously, the, the facility, the pitch is good, um, but it's a start, isn't it? I mean, the covered area is going in the next couple of weeks, and there's a few bits and pieces that will change, but. As I know, that, that is what it will be um, for a few months now. But, uh, again, we said to the lads, it's great. Going, that's a fantastic result, fantastic performance. But we've got 30 league games. Yes. And the team that wins the league isn't the best team on one night. Because if you played like that, we win the league. But <laughs> you've got to do it over 30 games. You've got to be consistent. What I'm looking at now, it, it's easier to raise it when you're playing Lincoln United let's see because um, nothing against your opposition at the weekend but it's step seven against step seven this is going to probably tell you more isn't it yeah but again it's going to be tough we're still gonna play the way we play we've got now hopefully a new at time way of playing 
Um, which the clubs that do well, Flowsurf, uh, Linky United, clubs at the top end, those that have got a clear way of playing, where the players are clear about what the jobs are, they do us. We've got our way of playing. Now, we're going to give other lads chances, so it's very difficult to kind of judge every first three or four friendlies, but the football we're going to try and play and the way we're going to try and play will be the same. There'll be different personnel. So, um, like last night, say result don't matter, but... You know, I, I hate losing yeah, <laughs> I do. Whether it's a friendly whether playing Man City, I'd be disappointed. But um it'd be different personnel, so it's very hard to very hard to say until five games into the season. It is. Um Damo, we're gonna stop with you all through pre season, um if you don't mind. So that means we wanna talk to you again on Monday night. Perfect, yeah, thanks very much. Yeah, because um we've got uh, I'm sure, absolutely sure. Um it's going to be a cracking season, and we want to be with you all the way. So, uh, with a smile on your face, we'll talk to you Monday night. Thanks very much for your support. Cheers. Thanks. Bye-bye. Coming up next, we've got Tilly Owens with the Tuesday night report on a Thursday night. We couldn't uh, catch up with the twins on Tuesday night. There was both out, and there was both busy, but uh, the conscientious pair that they are have made themselves available to talk to us tonight. Less than 48 hours before a massive big weekend in the uh, in the athletics calendar. So, what happened last weekend? What's due to happen this weekend? I know Tilly's on the other end of the telephone. I wonder if Lauren's there as well. Oh, Lauren's high jumping tonight. All oh, right, so it's a uh, it's half of the dream team. Yeah, half of us. So last week we had a few of our junior members represent their schools. Um, one of these included Tutor Reed, and they took home lots of medals, so well done to all of them. A good venue for the club. And oh, yesterday we had the Not Summer League, and Chloe Hubbard led home for New KC and took the winning round. And this was the fourth Summer League, and Thomas Hubbard was, Thomas Hubbard was also first, first back for the men's team. So Chloe came first, Ella Hancock came 78th, I came 87th, and Jackie came 120th. And in the men's, Thomas, Hub- Thomas Hubbard came 48th, Lee Braithwaite came 79th, Carl Braithwaite came 92nd, Tim Bagley 103rd, Gareth Owen 128th, John Combie 250th, and Gareth Bagley 287th. So it was not very many competitions last weekend, but for those that did happen, it was good. And this weekend, it is a competition, and it's a big one. Yeah, we've got the English Schools Championships. And I think there's just... Oh, there's Amelia running. Amelia Crispin. And uh, there's one more. Tom. And Tom as well. He's running. Excellent. But we're going to watch. You're going to watch and you're going to tell us all about it on Tuesday night. And then a special... A Radio Newark Sports special next Wednesday night. Have you remembered? Yeah, it's on the calendar. I saw it earlier. Lovely. And we've got uh, you two. So I've got to get some name tags sorted out. Yeah. And um, and Big Sister's popping along. Yeah, she's coming, yeah. And so, Gareth. And, and Gareth. And Gareth. And Dad's coming along, so we've got an Owens family <laughs> special. We do we do like it when uh, the gang comes into the studio, so... <laughs> yeah. How's the driving? It's good, yeah. We've, we've been driving, like, school and everywhere now, so... We're never normally at home, to be honest. We keep driving places, so... This is it. It's getting more and more <laughs> difficult to catch up with you two. Yeah, so, it's so much more free in there, so much more. <laughs> oh, dear. Is mother still panicking? Pardon? Does mother still panic every time yeah, you go out? So, like, somewhere far. She's like, when, when you get there. But she's not too bothered now. And I hope you do. Yeah, 
yeah. <laughs> Don't forget. No. Lovely. Uh, we will catch up with you on Tuesday, and then and we'll see you on Wednesday. Yeah, see you later. Thanks, bye. Yeah. Bye. bye. Tilly Owens there, and a little bit of, of athletics, and uh, we've done football, we've done athletics, and it's going to be all the way now with cricket and um, and Gary Edgington, and of course England today reaching the final of the World Cup, so he's got lots to talk about coming up next. Radio Newark, the home of Newark Sport, Monday to Thursday, 7 to 8pm, with Mick and Tony. Radio Newark, the home of Newark Sport. Missed one of our shows? Don't forget you can check out the podcasts and get the very latest sports news daily on our website at radionewark.co.uk. Well, at least if he answered his phone, he'd be coming up next. He has answered his phone. Here we go. Direct through to Gary Edgington, all the way from Devon. Gary, good evening. Good evening, Mick. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm good, thanks. I'm, I'm very, I'm very good. Uh, it, it's cricket now, all the way until um, until eight o'clock, and we've got lots to talk about, Gary. But before we talk local, um, we must say congratulations to England because I'll be moaning the fact that uh, they was going to make an absolute mess of it, and now they have promptly beat India and Australia, and they haven't just beat them; they've gra- they've ground them down. To be honest, I mean they they thrashed them, haven't they? Mm, doesn't it taste nice? It does, don't it? I mean, in in India, beach in India, okay, is very nice, but uh, to put one over Australia, thank you. That's uh, we'll have that. I just hope they haven't think they don't think they've done the hard work. Yeah, as I say, the Kane Williamson, probably the probably the best batsman in the world at the moment. A lot of people say Warner. A lot of people say Coley. A lot of people say Root. Um, Williamson for me is the number one because he's so consistent. But uh, was there, uh, their openers haven't come to the party yet. Um, Gupchill can be a, a major force. I mean, he was up in Derbyshire for uh, a couple of years, and um, yeah, it'll be interesting. It's, it's nice. It's nice not to go out in, in the semi-finals, and hopefully, we can't lose on penalties this time. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you're probably right there, but uh, no, it's. Uh if they've hit form at the right time, then he's, um... We'll have to give, um, our... Mr Morgan a little bit of credit in the... Um, after all. But do you know what the best thing is, mate? Go on. It's going to be on Terrestrial is TV. Is it? So, everything's going to be on Channel 4. Well... Right, it's going to be on Channel 4, as well as on Sky. So, yeah, all you people that pay for Sky, but, yeah, it's going to be free to view on Channel 4 on Sunday which I think is absolutely tremendous because there'll be people uh, that don't normally <coughs> uh, watch these pay-per-view things because obviously you know, things are far more important than, than the sport, but there'll be a massive, massive audience for that on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I'm not working, so I can get up nice and early, finish my results, and then uh, and watch sit, a bit and of cricket. sit down because you have got a busy day coming up, and we'll talk about that in a moment because what... Um, you always come up from Devon at least once in a cricket season. You choose your match, um, what you might, what you think is, is, is going to be um, a good one to watch. Um, I've badgered you to come and watch Collingham uh, and Boulderton, and as it turns out, Gary, both of them 
are hitting top form just in time to go head to head. Yes, it's uh, it's the perfect scenario weekend, isn't it? You know, uh, all we need now is the third element, the sun to shine for two days. Um, and do not ask me who I'm going to predict because I'm going to sit so uh, in the middle of the fence on Saturday. It'll be untrue. Our cricket will be the winner on Saturday. Yes, you're on the same fence as me. I don't, I don't, I don't fall off it in any direction. Um, let's talk Bolton first because I think they probably got the resort of the weekend. Yeah, I listened to um, I listened to Monday night's show, uh, and, and yeah, they, Westbridge Hoardings is quite rightly said Mr. Trick um, because, as I said, the platform was set by Reese Hayes, uh, but two fifty five, I thought. In that only partnership, you're probably thinking you need 280. Um, and as I say, Balderton just lost it with uh, when it was just losing four wickets, 258 for four wickets. So I, I mean, that that's almost criminal, isn't it? Because I think what what did did Tim say? The, the last 20 overs, they they kept him down to 55 runs, yet they've still got six wickets. In, yeah. in hand and and 250 you you feel that come on lads we can get that but if it's 280 290 it's uh, let's just see what we can do to avoid a defeat lads it's just that little isn't it well as i say i mean westridge audience that was the highest score in division a last week for a team batting first we had um not junior to casuals 119 uh cavaliers were 219 uh, Kimberley 133 for 8 in a reduced match of 40 overs and yeah Woolen 205 so it wasn't a bad total but it's from the platform yeah, yeah. you always hear them on telly whatever you've got after 30 overs double it and if you've got the base that Westbridge Hordians had then yeah it, uh, they, they, they opened the door and, and, and Slowly but surely, Balderton are learning. You don't have to get everything in the first 20 overs. You have got 50 overs to do it. And OK, there was a bit of a slip-up from Tim when he, he sort of hit one that he shouldn't have. But they they got 50 overs to get the 255. Take the 50 overs. Yeah, yeah. As I say, the, uh, the, if they'd have bowled them out, remember, in Division A, if you bowl a side out in, let's say, 47 overs... You then get their three overs, so you have fifty-three overs. So it's it's a very interesting format that we play in the top three divisions. If you can bowl a side out, not only do you help yourselves, you get their overs if there are any left. So if you bowl a side out forty-eight point four, you've got an extra over. And the amount of games that I've seen won where a side has took the time and batted for fifty-three overs to take the win. Um, but even West Bridgeford shouldn't have been thinking about that with four wickets down, should they? No, no. You think about that when you got eight down. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was a win, it was 20 points, and it's taken them out of the bottom two, and they've still got two games in hand over Unity Casual, so they're happy. It's looking good at the moment. Collingham, I think, had to come back from Wollerton with maximum points. It, they just had to do it. Yeah, well, and it's, it, it is a beautiful ground. I think I've spoke to you before. It's where Outside Edge was filmed. Uh, and it is a very, very, from my reckoning there, it's a very, very fast outfield. I mean, their openers, again, they set themselves a platform. Andy Kirkwood, 79, and William Rattray, 43. And then apart from Hamish Llewellyn with 37, what did we talk about two weeks ago? 
single figures, single yeah. figures all the way. Uh, and then, uh, I mean, looking at the bowling, shared around a couple of wickets for uh, David Pipes and uh, Mohammed chipped in with two. Uh, Ollie Dyson got one. But then you're looking uh, at the, the reply, Jacob uh, Fisher, 85, and Oliver Dyson, 78. So, uh, again, different names. That top four of all, now all it runs yeah. uh, in the last two or three weeks. Uh, so, as I say, it sets it up absolutely <coughs> brilliant for Saturday. Two informed teams, sun shining. What more could you ask? For? Well, so, so, so far, we've avoided any storms. We've had a little bit of rain over the last two nights, but just enough to sort of moisten everything up. Um, if we can avoid until then, I'm absolutely sure it's going to be a fast and hard track. And uh, as I say, I can't wait. And if you want to come out to Dalefield, anybody at the weekend, I'm going to be there, and Gary's going to be there. Nah. We're also going to nip out to another game, but we'll talk about that a little bit later, because uh, we've looked at Division A. Uh, just go back to the top of Division A, because we do like a cricket round-up um, of the South Knots League. Um, Collingham, I think, have probably moved up to about fifth, but is it Clifton still charging away? Let me just flick the table up, mate. Flick the table up. I'm pretty sure Clifton are top one five three, Ellerslie one four eight, Beaver one three four. Sorry, Beaver one three seven, Westbridge Fordians one three four, Collingham one two eight, Cavaliers one one eight, Kimberley a hundred, Bolderton in eighth place with ninety nine, fourteen players Ellerslie having played two games more, and Wollaton are rock bottom with sixty two. I think Wollaton are. Like halfway through the season, it's harsh to say, but Wollerton have got to do an awful lot in the second half of the season. Yeah, and remember that's, their first run the Prem, so, yeah. so uh, um, that's where their, it, their focus is it, on. It's probably one division too high for them, but Ellersley Collingham got the winning draw a couple of weeks ago, and Ellersley, to me, didn't look anything particularly special. Um, I think any, almost anybody can beat anybody in that one as casuals beat Clifton, but Clifton looked look look the one to meet Beavers having a better season Gary than they've had in the last couple of years yes yes I've uh, got a lot of friends there and um, Peter and Julie James uh, their son Lyndon is on Knox's books um, know them very well and we often speak uh, it's the, the most beautiful setting in the grounds of Beaver Castle um, absolutely stunning ground and so they've had their time like Collingham they had, I think they had one season in the Prem a few years back I, I think I attended the Champion Champions when they actually played Cookney Cookney won the Bassett Law to go up and Beaver and unfortunately met them on the day and they got a, I think a good idea at uh, where were we probably workshop probably at workshop that day but uh, no as I say it's all, all to play for and um as I say, we're both sitting on this stand against splinters because <laughs> we're predicting note. Um, I'm going to go into into B, um, but I want to just go around our, our, our villages a little bit. Fiskerton and Thurgerton, tell me how they're progressing this they're season. fourth place. Because uh, they, they the actually... Most, that's a very successful merger. You know, a lot of these mergers, <laughs> yeah. they've, they've gone well. I was going to say to you, I mean, wh when it happened, there was, uh, there was definitely... There was two distinct camps you know the camp where to keep cricket in these villages you've got we've got to join together else it's going to die and the 
under no circumstances are we joining together. As time goes on, the decision to join together looks to me like it's the correct one. Yeah, as I say, Ferguson have always slightly played at a higher level. Ferguson always played at a slightly higher level than Fiskerton. Um, but the merger looks as though it's probably a 6-5 split most weeks. It's not all the Ferguson lads. And they've, they've run three teams now since the merger. And normally if, if a merger's going the wrong way, three becomes two, sometimes becomes one. Um, but uh, so they're in fourth place. Uh, they're 20 points off top, Calver- Calverton are top. Uh, Calverton are very much a yo-yo side, they go to A and come back down. They they just rock between A and B for the last four or five seasons. Uh, so yeah, Fiskerton, so that's there, there, moving down. I'm going to into C next, Gary, um, yeah. because I, I'm worried about Southwell. They it's a lovely ground it's a lovely setup but they whereas Newark went through the mill and evened itself out and come back and bolted and shot straight back I can't see any seeds of what's happening at Southall no they're, they're well adrift if you think they've got to get to 8th position they're already 62 points away from Thrumpton having played the same game so they've got 8 games so uh, that's 3 wins so they've got to win three just to catch Thrumpton, so it's not looking good. It's not going to happen, is it? Uh, my good friend Stuart Grimley's uh, lads over that way. Uh, and Gotham, there's a surprise. Gotham are in the bottom two. I didn't have, I didn't predict that. Uh, so, so that's, <laughs> what, that's what this game is great about. You rest on your laurels, or you think, oh, well, we don't need to bring anybody in. If you stand, stand still, you go backwards. Yes, that, 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 that's definitely... And that takes us into D, and at the moment, our lot's going backwards. Well, they're fifth and sixth. They're on the periphery, should we say. They're 40, 107 and 102 points, respectively. Uh, they've got to probably win out the last... They've probably got to win six out of their eight to get a promotion spot. Uh, but above them are Hicklin, Westbridge, Fordians, Bottersford and Bingham. Four very good sides. Um... So it's not going to be easy, but then you again, see, playing at Division D, it's not an easy game of cricket. You Top see, the, three, I don't think any of the sides will go down because uh, Beeson and Sycamore are in ninth position, and they're 40 points adrift of both the teams at the moment. And um, this week, I believe it's Farndon can put another nail. No, sorry, it's um, no, it isn't. Sorry, I got that wrong. Newark are and Emma are away at. Bottersford and Farndon are at home to Westbridge audience. So they actually can, if they both win, they can pull back the second and third teams and concertina of the league table even more. So it's all not, all not over. Remember, three or four weeks ago, we were first and second yeah. in the league. So it's, that's how quickly it can change. It's quite funny, actually, because Farndon's new opening bowler, 14 year old Rihanna Nolan Davis, is unavailable this week. She's playing for knots. All right. <laughs> Oh, oh dear. Um, but you see, there's two different philosophies there. Um, Newark Town, probably using the word serious, more serious, it's the wrong way of looking at it. Farndon enjoy their cricket. They enjoy meeting up together on a Saturday afternoon. Um, they, I won't say they want a good laugh out of it, because they do take it seriously. But if they get beat, it's upsetting. But 
they're an old it's it, it's an old-fashioned outlook and but i do think it, it's a lovely out, outlook they want to carry on playing cricket they division d suits them um they'll win some and they'll enjoy it they'll lose some and get over it in a couple of days and, and then go again and for an amateur sport i sometimes think that is probably not too far the wrong outlook to be honest i, I think they've probably got it I, I certainly enjoy going down there yeah that's that when i used to play always you know you put your kit away on a saturday night and you can't wait until next saturday if you're lucky you had a game on the sunday you didn't have too long to wait to you know if you had a first ball at least you got tomorrow yeah to try and get a few runs so there's an old saying mate you're a long time retired and oh, I tell know. some of these footballers that when they're in the mid-twenties oh I can't be bothered anymore <laughs> when you've been watching it for 40 years you probably wish you had have played for a few more years yeah most dad right I'm going to shut up and let you take me through the best of the rest right um, well the second if we have a match of the week which obviously is in Division A there's not a a little bad effort where Flintham in Division E will entertain Collingham twos this week. That's first versus fourth, and Flintham are on a right roll. Played 10 1 8. So uh, Collingham will have it all to do. Um, but as I said, they've got a game in hand. They win that game in hand, they'd only be 15 points behind Flintham. They beat Flintham, they could be level. So as I say, cricket's a funny game. Moving down to Division G. Cornton are at home to Watton and Aslockton. Now, you talked about small little villages. What a, an absolute star uh, is there in Cornton. A very little village, very picturesque. Um, I think I've told you before, best teams in the league that I ever had. Uh, and they, they just keep going and going. Just at one time, I don't think I've ever known a Cornton twos, but as I say, they just keep playing and playing and playing. And that's, that's one of the great things about the South Norris that we still can retain some small little villages like Cornton. Uh, as you spoke about before, we may nip down, or we're going to nip down, because I told a young uh, bowler this week, there'll be no pressure, but we may come and have a look at her, uh, when Boulderton play Westbridge 40 in the threes. In Division J, Newark, Ransom and Miles, twos entertain Beeson and Tone Sycamore. In Division K, Hoveringham entertain Fondon twos. Collingham Threes are at home to Baseford Mill, and that's the team that come down to Devon each year and the old man puts his whites on. I did last year when I was 58, and I'll do it this year when I'm 59. I'm playing at a village called Bratton Flaming. Um, run around like an excited little schoolboy for 40 overs. And <laughs> I thought he was going to say for 40 minutes. <laughs> no, they, 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 I was quite amazed last year. The ball kept following me around. There we go. And finally, Newt Ransom and Miles Thirds met the long trip to Kirkby, Portland, which is the old stomping ground of a certain Harold Lawwood. Um, now, if we just like walking back, mate, to the top of the table, well, the top of the league clash, the last time the two sides met, uh, it was two wins out of two for Collingham. And I had a look at the stats who was playing that day. Uh, for Boulderton, they scored 158 for 10 when they played at Boulderton. Alex Hale's top score would be 39. And an eight-wicket win for Colling was sealed by Fahad Ulhaik with 57. And Seb Menhusen, aged 14 years old, 15 odd out. Now, I've not heard that name recently. So, so maybe uh, someone on Saturday will tell me where he's gone. I can tell you where he's gone. He's gone to Kaythorpe. Oh, right, there you go. Um... 
his dad um, decided, and that's what dads do, and that's what they have a right to do, that he would be um, better off pl playing in the Premier League. If he's getting his game or not, is mm. going to be interesting. Me, look. personally, thought he would be a lot better off un under Oliver Dyson and in the likes of David Pites for at least another couple of years at, at Dalefield. But there you go. The decision was go. made and off he went. And bowling-wise, it was Messrs Pipes, Fazakali and Cousins all took three wickets. Now, in the match at Dalefield, Bolderton again uh, came second. They uh, scored 200 all out in the 50 overs, and a certain youngster called Mr. Jackson hit 70. Uh, Rosola Khan hit 72. So the Bolderton uh, batting lineup didn't uh, fire on all cylinders that day, apart from those two. Again, it was uh, for Hal All Hack with 3 for 32 and 105. And a certain Mr. Dyson with 78 that sealed the win. So that was just looking back, uh, as you do. Now, Are you still on that fence? Well, I'll ask a couple of stats on Boulderton and Collingham. Who's got the safest hands on that pitch on Saturday? Well, it's a certain person who I messaged about 20 minutes before you phoned me up, told him to listen in. Jack Copley, 11 catches. All right. the ball comes near Mr. Copley... He's likely to catch it. Oh, the pressure's, the pressure's, the pressure's going on and on. Our run machine, I'm putting pressure on the run machine. I'm sorry if these are all calling them, lads, but they, I've got to put a bit of, I've got to give it, give it to them. The run machine, Mr. Mohammed Naheem, he's got three out of the top nine scores this season in the league. 164, 143, 143, <coughs> all not out. Impressive. I am so looking forward to watching that young man bat on Saturday. Gary, I might um, even give him a tip. Right, just, we're just going to stop there, Gary. Don't put your phone down. I've got to go to a break, but I, I'm going to keep you because I want to chat after the break as well. Because um, I want you, if you can just put your stato head on as well, to tell me who the best bowler is in the league, who the best um, batsman in the league is, and one that we've not done this year, who the best fielder is in the league. So listen to these ad breaks, and in two minutes' time. Gary will be back from Devon to tell us a little bit more. Don't go away, mate. And hopefully Gary Edgington is still on the other end of the telephone. Are you there, Gary? I am, mate. I am. Good, good. Um, let's widen, let's widen, shall we, a little bit. Um, is Eden Tranter still the number one demon bowler for Newark and District? Now, you see, you've just double six now. I thought you said the league, because I was just flicking through. Yes, but you have to be on the ball. Oh, right. Well, I'll give you the league ones, and then I'll, <laughs> I'll do my filters, OK? OK. Right, <clears throat> the league ones. Right, leading run scorer is Reese Hayes, Westbridge Fordians, with 799. He's on for a 1,000 easily, yep. yeah. Mr Shepherd is the leading wicket-taker, with 34. Right. Your leading wicket-keeper is a guy from Clifton Village called Alistair Walters. He's doing well. He's got Adam Shepherd yeah. throwing it down at him. Yeah, and the leading catcher in the field is Mr. Tom Han of Ruddington. Right. He's Tom got good Han. hands then. In our area, in our uh, Gary, area. come on. Tom Han, he, so he's got good hands then. Oh, sorry, mate. I went, I went straight I've not got Tony head. here tonight, so at least, you know, help me with the jokes. <laughs> Carry on. Right, in our area... As we mentioned a couple of minutes ago, Jack Copley has got nine outfield catches and two wicket-keeping catches. Mm, 
interesting. So he must have kept wicket at yeah. some point during a match. Oh, I'll just move on to my bowling. All divisions. This is great, this uh, tour over here. Right, where are we? In our area. Eden Chantry is in 7th place, 71.2 overs, 14 maidens, 23 wickets for only 199 runs. A best bowling of 6 for 12. She has 1-5 wicket haul, an economy rate of 2.79 at a strike rate of 18.61. So the average is 8.65. The girl is on fire. Yeah, no pressure on Saturday when she was got two, uh, two people watching her. Exactly. <laughs> right, batting stats. No surprise that it is Mohamed Nahim. Uh, with nine innings, four of which have been not out, but he's only scored 529 runs, and his average is 105.8. He's in third place. So he's, uh, he's a 270 behind Reese Hayes. I think it got a little bit cold for him, Gary, to be honest, from what I, I understand from talking to the lads at Collingham those two or three weeks when the weather was nothing short of awful I think the last place he wanted to be was on a cricket field in England I think it'll be an interesting competition when the overseas uh, face each other on Saturday because they both bat and they both bowl yeah the Bolton lad um, who everybody apparently calls Bubbly alright um, everybody calls him because nobody has a clue how to get the tongue around his name Interesting to see how the umpires cope on. <laughs> so we'll, we will stick with Bubbly, I think, on on, on that one. On Bubbly. Now, I, I did a bit of digging out to try and get some information on Balderson, and I came up with this one, right? Now, we've, we spoke about Tim Clipson. I found a scorecard from two matches involving Balderton and Attenborough in 1975. Right, when a certain Mr. G. Jackson... Graham. So listen to this, though, mate. You've got Attenborough batted for 35.5 overs in the match. A. Bunkle bowled 17.5 overs, two maidens, five for 33. And a certain F. Clipson. Fred, yeah. 18 overs, four maidens, five for 42. And in the return fixture... 16 overs, one maiden, six for 51. They only had two bowlers. They just bowled all the match. So is Fred Clipsom and Tim Clipsom related? They are related. I think it's Uncle Fred. Oh, well, there we go. So I just thought I'd dig that stat out. The, for, uh, the Clipshams and the Jacksons are, are the are the Bolton dynasty. Yeah. Well, you know, like it's the pipes at Collingham, and I'm sure, you know, you could name me almost any club in the South Knots League and there is a family that's been connected with them forever. Well, I just thought I'd try and even it up because there was... <coughs> and the last start I've left till last, who do you think has bowled the most balls in the South Knots this year? It's in our area. Pipesy. And I've put down here, who's the workhorse of the league? Pipesy! I hope, I hope you don't mind me saying that. 121.4 overs. <laughs> I'm sure he won't. I'm sure he won't mind you saying, and I do know he's looking forward to uh, to meeting you at the weekend as um, as well. Um, as we said, Gary Edgerton is coming all the way up from Devon on Saturday to um, watch Collingham versus Bolton at Dalefield. It is the match of the day. It, it's 
probably the match of the season. It's the match of the day in all local cricket, without a shadow of, of, of doubt, to massively informed teams going head to head the weather forecast gary for here um is a possibility of light rain tonight but once that's passed through we are dry right through and right through saturday light cloud on saturday with sun breaking out mid saturday afternoon so i think there's probably going to be something in it for everybody yeah that's a bit of, a bit of water it'll freshen it up bit of cloud cover and uh, as I said let's just hope we get 100 overs in um, plenty of runs a few wickets uh, and a couple of laps around a cricket pitch I haven't done a lap around a cricket pitch for oh, at least a year so. <coughs> it's, a ni- it, it, it's a nice walk around Dalefield mm. looking I'm, for them so it's my first visit so I'm really looking forward to it I'm, I'm absolutely sure you're going to um, you're going to enjoy that one um so we'll we'll catch you sometime on on saturday please come down to delfield or at some stage we're going to leave delfield and go to, and go to bolton playing field just to meet the acquaintances of graham and alan and of course the wonderful eden have you ever met graham jackson i've not met graham obviously an hour well obviously you know alan yeah um well, his dad his dad is absolutely wonderful and he yeah, yeah. he will be there in fine I'll form i'll get into sign mid book he will be there in fine form and he'll be at Collingham so we'll go and say hello to him as well Garrett lovely as ever to talk to you um we'll catch up with you next Thursday obviously and you can tell us about all your all your exploits but uh, before all that as they say safe driving on the M5 and um, we'll see you on Saturday yeah I'll see you sometime Saturday man remember to send me that postcode that you said you are going to send yes me. that's on that one I don't want to get home tonight ok Mocha thank you ok thanks Bye bye. And that's Gary Edgington there. Um, I think it's amazing actually that you can run a league in Nottinghamshire from Devon. I know it's modern technology and I know it's easy and all that sort of thing because it's all done on laptops and everything, but I just think it's a wonderful it's a wonderful way forward. So you all know now where we're going on Saturday, Dalefield. Um if football's your fix, because remarkably football is back. You know, we're halfway through we're not even halfway through July, for God's sake, it's ridiculous. Um, pick of the games at the weekend, I think, is at Lowfields, whereas last night it was obviously at the Sports Village. Um, North Flowserves, they played their first pre-season friendly of the season, and they're taking on Baseford United. Um, step three, I think, now, Baseford, so it's step five again, step three. If you listened to us last night, all the new guys at Flowserve, you'll hear all about them. They'll all be playing... Um, well worth a trip down to Lowfields on Saturday afternoon. If you want to go and see town again, if town's your thing, they're at home at the Sports Village. Um, they're playing as Lockton. Step 7 against Step 7. Central Midlands against Not Senior League. Interesting, as we said earlier on today, Mo, how that one pans out. Um, we will see on that one. Collingham played their first pre-season friendly. They travel to Teversal. Uh, Teversal Step 6 football. Collingham step seven but very good step seven so interesting and if football in Grantham's your thing Harrowby United against Grantham Town hmm that's what you call a nice juicy local derby so I'm sure we'll enjoy that wherever you go try and enjoy next week on this show as we've already said on Wednesday night um, we've got Team Owens coming in. Amber, 
tell us about their American exploits, the Twins, to tell us about the English Schools Championship. Tuesday night, Kate Lindersley, a new name to me, probably a new name to you. Skydiving. She's jumped out of an aeroplane more than 1,500 times. Me thinks there's going to be one heck of a story to tell by Kate on Tuesday night. Weekend wrap on Monday night. We'll find out all that happened in the cricket and the football. From me, good night. Yeah.